Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Wrestling with COVID. I am Bill, and hopefully this is the last one. Mm. Hopefully this is it. Uh, Jim Boy Star and Josiah are here, as always, and, well, the Beatles once said it was a long and winding road. I think we have gotten there. <laughs> you know, who knows anymore? I mean, I feel like the... The possibility is there every day. And then the, as of today here in New Jersey, we had so I saw an article saying about our governor, like, oh, well, we may have to revisit certain things. So I don't know anymore. Here's the thing, though. No matter what, the reason that this is probably going to be the last one is because no matter what's happening out in the world, Nothing is changing with wrestling. I don't think anything COVID-related has changed with pro wrestling since basically around this time last year. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right, really. And Uh, you can't just have... Sorry. uh, We just can't continue the show based on the world. It has to be like the world and pro wrestling. That was the original reason why the show was created. Mm -hmm. And now that... And I don't foresee the wrestling world changing. And therefore I think now may be the time to say, okay, that's the end of this. We're, we're done with this one now. It's like, we're done with this. It's over. We're just going to live our lives. Right. Yeah. COVID may not be over, but uh, seemingly how it is affected wrestling will be maybe. So how are things in Canada? Let's start off there. So uh, it's funny that you say that. I I don't think things are going to change very much for the U.S., but things could change in Canada dramatically (laughs) Uh, where you say that. um, It is entirely possible we'll go on another lockdown at some point because that's if it it gets too bad again, I could see that happening. But uh, right now, all restrictions are gone in Canada. Uh, including the mask mandate, which um, every doctor in Canada is not a fan of. Um, And most Canadians are not a fan of. Uh, When you go out, most are still wearing masks. So uh, we, even though it is not required, the majority have still wear them here. Um, Mm. And uh, I went to my first wrestling show uh, last month in uh about about uh, uh two years actually a little bit over two years december uh, 2019 uh and that was the last time uh, i have been to a wrestling show live and uh, i actually moved uh sort of halfway across the country uh since then uh as i think i mentioned this in the last episode of the one before but uh, i'm in ontario now so uh, a, new, a whole new set of independent wrestling around me uh, in my city. And uh, I went to the PWG of Canada. That's what people have called it. Um, C4 Wrestling in Ottawa, Ontario. And uh, it was an awesome show. Um, I didn't get to go to the last one, but uh, the most recent one a few days ago. But I did get to go to one last month, and uh, it featured... Uh, Evil Uno showing up by surprise. Uh, It featured uh, Jonathan Gresham defending the Ring of Honor title, and he came out holding the Ring of Honor and uh, uh, Progress World Championships uh, in a great match. Um, Anyways, uh, it was a very fun show, but uh, the majority of people were wearing masks. Uh, The company itself makes masks mandatory for their shows. Uh, much like New Japan does uh, in the U.S. and elsewhere, wherever they hold their shows. Um, and uh, I would say it was like a 98% compliance, something like that. Uh, there were a few people who didn't, um, but the vast majority did. And uh, well, that was... Can I ask you, is, is there, I guess there's, because you were, I'm a little confused, cause you said that it was a ma- mandatory mask, but you were like, the 2% aren't, weren't compliant. So is there no is there no punishment with something that's mandatory? I'm a little confused by that. Well, the, the company made it mandatory to attend the show, but uh, there were a few people who did not comply, and I did not see anyone go up to them and tell them to put it on. But um, 
and and they probably would have made a fuss because it's technically not uh, mandatory provincially uh, anymore. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, um, okay. So so they I don't know how much they could actually enforce it. They just ask. Um, that said, they do like businesses are allowed to say you need to wear a mask or we won't serve you. Absolutely, uh, yes. So 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 I suspect they could do that. But it, it might depend on the venue more than the wrestling company. So um, I'm not really sure. Right, because they don't because the venue is the people that own the space, whereas the wrestling promotion is technically just renting the space. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and uh, so they made it clear on all their all their tickets and posters, you have to wear a mask. And uh, and the vast majority had no issues doing that. Um, right. And I think we packed 700 ish people into that building, something like that. Uh, and, uh, it was very, very close quarters, uh, which I was a little uncomfortable with, but, uh, it was as safe as could be, uh, with everyone wearing masks. And, uh, I honestly had a ridiculous amount of fun and, uh, and I'm going to be moving slightly closer to the, the actual, right now I live in a suburb outside the city, uh, in, uh, so you know, it takes me a 20 minute drive to get into the city. Um, so it would be nice once I move in about two weeks, uh, much closer to the city. Uh, and I'll be able to get to those shows within five to 10 minutes instead of a 20 to 25 minute cab ride. Mm -hmm. But, uh, that's why I didn't get to the last one on, um, on Friday, which would have featured, uh, Jeff Cobb from new Japan being there. And uh, they had Joey Janela in the main event as well. Um, and I assume what, what ended up being a hardcore match. But anyways, yeah. uh, it looked like a fun show based off everything that I saw with the people who were there. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's kind of neat being in a, a new province and seeing how they handle things. And uh, C4 has been one of the companies that has handled COVID very well. They won't run if cases are high. They they have canceled shows many times in the last two years and said, we're just going to try again next month. And uh, nice. they and so they, that could still happen. Uh, sure. Uh, because they're very conscientious of it and they want to keep the wrestlers and the fans safe. And they have even said all wrestlers and staffs uh, need to show a negative COVID test or be vaccinated. And if you are not, you will not be booked. Um, so I think really as far as handling it goes, you probably can't handle it much better right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what I'm uh, curious about? And maybe I don't know if you would know the answer to this because I, I obviously, you know, the negative COVID test. And maybe, I don't know if I've ever brought this up or why I'm thinking about this now. So what, what if someone like flies in there, right? And then they get the negative COVID test or they let's say they get a COVID test and it's positive now and now they can't work. Now, do they still get paid for it? If, if they arrive at the arena, I assume they will be paid. I guess we don't, we don't we're not really that sure, though. Like, there's not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, well I, I assume in that case they would be paid mm -hmm. uh, because, I mean, you made the trip and then it's not like then you test positive after you get there. That's not. I mean, the company's already paid for your flight to get you there. Right. So see, but like, I'm looking at also on the company side. I'm like, it's not my fault you got COVID. I don't know where you yeah, got it from. Yeah. Well, I... <laughs> see, it's very, and I think we talked about this towards like the very beginning stuff. With not the very beginning, but like when they started opening up for um, AEW and WrestleMania, I was like, who's responsible for the refund issue? And I, I think I talked about my refund situations i'm almost sure about that with broadway which yes. they still have a mass mandate so i'm still not going there i am not going to a broad but but also reminds me i'm like at some point i'm probably gonna fight again to get my money back because i believe they only gave me a refund for a year and nothing's changed in a year so just give me my money back some of these places are just so hard to get money back from mm -hmm. like it's like pulling teeth yes um uh and now so, I don't understand because I'm just like, no, I, I mean, I didn't go to the show. Just give me my money back. It was, when I signed up, there was no mask mandate. You the, Now there's a mask mandate. So just give me my money back. That's all I'm asking for here. Yeah. So uh, I uh, 
so uh, as far as it goes with paying wages, it depends on the in, the indie company or the company doing it. Um, AEW will absolutely pay their talent regardless. Sure, no, I, I uh, believe because, that because they're guaranteed I'm, contracts. Right, exactly. Uh, uh, with independent companies, the good ones will pay you anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's that's what I will say with that. Uh, so, so like I said, but is it again my thing? I just want to make sure I'm very clear in that like. It could be the wrestler's fault too. Well, that the, the thing with that, if if, is, if, if, if a wrestler, if, if the wrestler to... was being reckless and out partying and they got COVID, that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, if they got COVID working a match for a company, uh, I would be inclined to pay them, um, mainly because it's not their fault. They just went and did their job and they got it. Um, mm. If it was something that was... Uh, I feel like it's very easy to say that when you're not actually shilling out money. Like, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Is I, I just think I, that there are definitely both sides of that, and I don't... It, I, that's the, I, was always going to be the tough thing about I, I'm an I'm an advocate for mandatory paid sick leave, whether mm-hmm. it's for any job. So, uh, I... Uh, and b- bear in mind, I'm I don't, Canadian No, I'm too. definitely for it too. I mean, uh, but so that's I'm, a normal job, like a regular nine to yeah. five. They're there forty at plus hours a week. Right, but uh, where bear in mind too, uh, coming from Canada, uh, I would have a bit more of a um, people get paid type of uh, perspective on it, mm-hmm. uh, and most Canadians would hold that perspective. Because we tend to be, I hate to use the the word, but we tend to be a little more socialist in Canada, mm-hmm. um, and that is not does not mean communist. <laughs> right. uh, we 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 have a democracy, my goodness. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, we tend to have um, better protections for workers that way. Uh, and I mean, even now, we still have. If you get sick with COVID, you can apply for employment insurance and have your wages replaced by the government. Mm. for while for while you're out like that's and that's not going away anytime right. soon well that's great that's a very so, that's a great thing so and that that would one of the reasons we have surges is because that's not happening here yep yes uh and and uh part of it is well as well is even if you're an independent contractor or self-employed like wrestlers would be uh you can apply and you will get it uh, because as long as you enter your information accurately for what you got paid and what you missed, you will likely get at least 50% of that back, if not more. So yeah, I think that's how it should work. I think like in those cases, maybe the employer shouldn't pay or well, not the employer, the, uh, the wrestling promotion shouldn't pay and they should just go through that way. Well, it, it depends because, uh, sometimes, well, Canadian companies do bring in talent from the U S as well. They fly mm-hmm. them in or they pay their gas and transit. Right. And, if they they're coming in and they take a COVID test at the border, which is what you're supposed to do, um, and you test positive, you've already paid their transit and you likely already paid their fee up front anyways. Right. Uh, but a, a lot of not all independent companies, because uh, some some companies will um, pay based on the house, but uh, a lot of independent companies also pay at least partial wages beforehand anyways. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is common practice for the good ones. That's what I'll say. Uh, no, some like of them pay the full wage up front, uh, depending on the level of the star or the talent. But it, it's down to how you negotiate with the company as well as a wrestler. Right. Um, so uh, I – but I, I would think – I would think if they don't get paid – like if they get flown in you know, from somewhere in the States, like Jeff Cobb. Let's, Jeff Cobb was flown in. Mm-hmm. So uh, naturally, they would have paid for his flight, and uh, they would have paid his booking fee as well. So uh, he probably would have been paid up front. And if he flew in and got to the airport, took a COVID test, and was positive, I suspect the company would not ask for the money back. But I don't really know. Because right. uh, I, I, I'm not backstage there. Uh, I've been backstage at Indies uh, elsewhere. Uh, when I was staff at my local indie in uh, New Brunswick, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's different for different companies, uh, and it, it depends on if you're flying talent in or if you're going local or you're going a mix of both. Uh, and each show is kind of taken on a case by case basis as well, uh, because there's no real 
consistent way that wrestlers are, are on the indies are paid other than negotiation between the promoter and the wrestler themselves. So uh, I will say most indies, most indies, if you are booked and if you're booked and you can't make the booking for like you don't get on the plane and you, you just miss the show, uh, you will probably not get paid for that. Yeah. Um, though. Though I do know uh, that happened to someone, they were trying to get to the show, and they just couldn't. Weather, Canada, right? So <laughs> imagine snowstorm, uh, weather, and they could not make it to the show. And I know the promotion paid them anyways. So uh, it, I think it's a case by case basis. Sure, no, I, I just, there's no universal thing yeah. about it. Bill, what's been going on in Maryland for COVID? Okay, um, so lately, d- depending on where you've been, it's kind of been laid back. We still are wearing masks. However, um, depending on where you go, you don't need masks. I went this past Friday to a dinner theater, and they no longer required you to show your vaccination card. You still had to wear a mask, um, but you still, you know, you needed to wear a mask to get in. Um, but again, you didn't need uh, your vaccination card to show that you've been, you know, you've had your shots. And then Saturday, I went to the New Japan show in D.C., mm-hmm. And DC is now depending. Uh, this is where, depending on where you are, you don't need to wear a mask. You can right. wear a mask if you want, but you don't need to wear a mask. I feel like that's most places now. Mm-hmm. Like the last thing that I feel here in the United States that got tackled down, which I mean, I was personally all for because I was tired of it, was mass transit. Mm-hmm. That was the last thing I believe, because for the most part, I think people definitely have it right now, like mask optional or we're recommending you wear one. And I'm kind of with Josiah in that I think there's more people than I thought that are still doing it, but uh, I'm definitely not one of them. I'll say right. that right now. I'm personally tired and um, I am just not anymore. But anyway, going back to your thing. So you went to the New Japan show and how I'm assuming that was mask optional yeah it was mask optional mm-hmm. i i had my mask in my pocket just it. see that's the thing you gotta kind of have it because then because i feel like i'm i'm gonna get into a situation where like oh you need a mask oh you don't have one okay then you're out and then there's nothing you can do about it right kind of like paying the fare for a bus like mm-hmm. oh i only have 35 cents instead of 50 cents mm-hmm. like it's just more it, it's better to <laughs> try to have that Sorry, I'm just laughing at the thought of a bus being fifty cents. That's uh, that's true. Yeah, it's not. I guess I don't. <laughs> they're, they're like they're like, they're like four bucks cents. here. No, it's 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 probably more expensive here than it is there. Back in 1965, when yeah. no, um, it was a, it was six cents, and then I mean, it rose up to eight cents. Can you believe it? Oh my Holy cow! God. Inflation. <laughs> um, I I didn't I I did see some people wearing masks. Uh, that were in attendance, but the majority of them weren't wearing masks when they were mm. seated. And it just seemed like everything was all right. And then, like you said, Jim, uh, uh, you know, mass transit is optional. I know here it is optional to wear a mask if you're going to ride the trains or not. Right. And the same with buses. Oh, I don't. Well, some buses like they do require you to wear a face mask. I don't think that's true though, because of the whole thing that happened with the courts. No, I meant I meant here. Yeah, like, that was I, a nationwide thing, though. Right. Um, they had me fooled for the first day or two because they still had their sign. I'm like, nope. I saw the court thing. <laughs> but I mean, other than that. You know, it's not, you know, nothing drastic has changed. I know for schools, you still have to wear masks. It probably is going to be that way for the end of the school year, which is like a month to go. And then right at this rate. Yeah. And then I'm sure over the summer, the counties are going to have these decisions to make as far as, you know, do we continue to have them wear masks or not? Now, meanwhile, 
um, in Pennsylvania, and I'm mentioning this because I've told Jim that uh, I've, I'll be moving up into Pennsylvania real soon. Um, they're kind of like, you don't need a mask. Like, yeah, they're in the New Jersey, New York. Well, more they're more towards New Jersey as far as their policy goes, because New York still has some things, I think, that they're... They still have a restriction. Yeah. Like I said, broad Broadway for sure, because I need I want to use that Broadway credit and yeah. I can't yet. So. And then and then or I won't. And then the part of Pennsylvania where I have been and where I'm going to be living, they have had among the lowest numbers of cases since the very beginning of COVID. I mean, they they might have been like a thousand. Maybe a little mm. bit more than that. Sure. But, like, the cases have been so low that the schools, like, they never, like, they never did the virtual teaching at the beginning of the last school year. They only, they only do it um, if there's, like, a snow day where, like, okay, you don't have to go to school, but you have to do, you know, your homework, your schoolwork. Okay. So, they kind of use that to their advantage. Um but yeah, I mean, here in Maryland right now, it's kind of still the same. Um, I think DC's a little more relaxed. Probably, I can right see now. that. And then probably soon Maryland will fall into that trend. I think Pennsylvania is probably already there, to be honest oh, with you. They're yeah. in this area, so uh, it would be a welcome change for you, I guess. So, yeah. I, I, do, I do find that interesting. It's just a, a difference in philosophy compared to here yeah um in many ways while we don't have masks as mandatory right now um i i looking at the numbers just for ontario alone we have seen i believe it is 10 times the amount of hospitalizations now since mask mandates have been lifted and uh they lifted them just in time for election season. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so for the provincial election. So once the provincial election is over and uh, hospitalizations for children too has gone up, uh, I think four or five times since they removed the mandates in school. Um, and we have seen a, uh, some of the, we've seen more deaths now since the mask mandates have been lifted uh, than we did the entire pandemic previously. Mm. So, at this point, it is clear, at least uh, for here, that the masks reduce dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll say, well, I, I don't know if I'll agree with that for here in New York in particular, because well, I'm not saying, well, first off, Canada does has been healing this almost so much better than, you know, than we could ever dream to have handled yeah. it. And we've handled it badly, so that should put that into perspective. <laughs> yeah, but I remember when I came back from my cruise in December that there was like, oh, we have uh, um, that they were like, okay, ramp up because we're going to get um, we have the, the COVID surge that's probably going to happen in a few weeks, so we're going to um, put, it, put the restrictions back on again, and it actually did nothing. I'm not saying that it, it's it didn't work the whole time, but certainly in December and January, that well, was still well, part, part of it has to do with compliance too. I'm I'm quite sure. Although they were very compliant in New York, there were people, there were guards going through the friggin' uh, the, the train that I take at least. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, for here, it worked. Um, I don't know what the difference was, but the but well, actually, I think part of it we have. Um, access to free rapid tests all our rapid tests are free mm-hmm. um, you just go to the pharmacy and say i'd like to have a rapid test and they give you a pack of 10 um so we we have even even with the reduction of um actual pcr testing which has happened here uh they increased the access to rapid tests and that and that, I think, has resulted in probably uh, why we're having a, probably a better gauge on it. Even now, when I said hospitalizations and deaths have gone up significantly, mm-hmm. um, even without masks, 
Uh, although, again, but also the second thing, we have uh, distinct messaging from our government about uh, using N95 masks now. And N95 masks are easily available in almost every store you walk into. I'm pretty sure that's not, not here, right, Bill? I don't think... Can you find an N95 mask right now if I told you to? Probably not. I don't think I could either, unless I, uh, unless so I sell it at the hospital. To, to, to put it in perspective with that, uh, I ordered groceries earlier today. And I added uh, two packs of N95 masks, three masks each pack. So I have six N95 masks right next to me right now. Uh, and I paid eight bucks for it, something like that. So uh, maybe 10 bucks. Uh, and I, I don't go out super often anyways. I do most of my work from home as it is. Um, I will I will be going out more once well some of you guys some people who listening to this uh, will of course have no idea what my work situation is but uh, my my church is building a building soon uh, that I work for so we're going to have an office for me to work in eventually <laughs> but right now we don't have an office to work in because we do we actually don't have a building um, but the uh, so Anyway, so I do most of my work from home anyways, except for Sunday mornings where we go uh, worship on the property that we have. But uh, that said, uh, even then, though, those six masks, uh, you can use an N N95 mask uh, two to three times, depending on how you take care of it. Uh, and so that will last me probably the next two, three months, um, those six masks. So... Yeah, that helps too. And N95 masks are very, you see them everywhere here. So um, it's not that everyone has them, but uh, a lot of people do. And access to them is very easy to get. So that helps too. Um, maybe, but again, that, that could be down to cultural difference. First off with willingness to wear the mask. And secondly, um, down to supply and a government that actually supports getting through this. Right. Yeah, so who knows what's going to happen at this rate with us. Like, at this, you know, I I mean, what was it, last week, I think, or two weeks ago, there were, like, three people in my office that had COVID. I'm like, oh, I for sure have it. I, I actually tested negative, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that happened. Because I'm, like, saying that, I mean, I was... I don't want to say I was sick from COVID because I actually did not see, because this is the problem, which I think is the biggest problem here in the United States versus Canada, I would think, is in the United States, and Bill, you can vouch or not for this, but here in the United States, we know that like, oh, if we test positive, then we're going to have to take off of work, mm -hmm. which means we're either going to get paid with because we have sick days or... We we're going to have to use the sick days and therefore don't get the vacation that we might have wanted. Yep. It's not, in, I, I, I is 100% not encouraged here in the United States to take off. I am fully under that impression. I mean, I've always kind of been under that impression. It, but now it, with COVID, it, it's even worse because. It's even worse, yeah. Yeah, because now people just go into work. And there was a point where I was just like, oh my God, I'm so tired because there were so many people out. I'm like, I almost kind of, I'm like, maybe I'll get COVID and I can like actually take off work and work from, or work from home right. somehow. Like that's how bad it is. And I mean, really, see, again, the, you, just how you talk about a government that, that, you know, having a government that cares about you, certainly it's not the United States government. Cause I feel like if it was the United States government, what you would do is instead of throwing these fucking, all this money to the Ukraine and do all these different programs, do this. Have a panel that goes and reports, like, if a business has someone that tests for COVID and the person still came in, they can get, the business themselves could get reported and that business faces a fine of $10,000 for each time they do it. Watch how quick the your supervisor's like, you better not fucking come in. Yeah. And you would get mandatory sick leave, paid sick leave, very quickly. <laughs> well, no, we, but, no, but that's the problem is we do, there is, a lot of times there is sick leave, but it, it, it's a lot of times, and I don't know how Bill's situation is, mine's kind of this way, 
it eats up your personal time. Like sometimes sick and okay. personal are, are in one. So if you have X amount of sick days and personal days and you're taking one week off or, you know, a week and a half off for COVID really, guess what? There's a week vacation that of something you would want to do that now you can't do, which is why people try to power through it. Cause they're like, no, I want to actually do something fun with my with my personal time that I've been working my ass off for. Yeah, it's uh, well, it depends on the workplace here. Um, some places don't have any benefits at all. Uh, like right, so, so yes. we we uh, we have um, our our work culture is similar to the U.S. in some ways, but when it comes to COVID, I would say generally speaking, people just take the time off anyways. Um, usually because we have that financial support from employment insurance. Uh, I'm actually going to look that up right now. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, uh, let's see. Yeah. COVID-19 financial support. There we go. I'm looking at it right now for Canada and it is called the Canada recovery sickness benefit. It provides, uh, $5, $100, uh, 450 after taxes withheld per week for up to a maximum of six weeks for workers who, uh, let's see, prior to May 7th, 2022, uh, were unable to work uh, due to COVID. Uh, and uh, they, they, the benefit has actually just expired, but they, but they do also have uh, employment insurance and sickness leave in that regard. Um, and there's other lockdown benefits and things like that that will be opened back up if we go into lockdown again and things like that as well, um, which ease those things and make it easier for people to stay home. Um, uh, but I, uh, yeah, it's some companies just want you to come in and, uh, that's true here too. Uh, but is, I would say to a lesser extent, which is so funny to me because like, I, I'm not, you could tell me if this is kind of the same thing with you is like, we're uh, here in the United States. Obviously one of the biggest problems is gas prices. Oh, and is, is that also a problem <laughs> oh, yeah. in Canada or no? Oh, huge problem. And probably the, far worse than the United States. Here's the funny thing, though, because I'm like, if they really gave a fuck about the citizens here, then what they would do is Biden, in our case, would come out and and he's kind of done this. He kind of came out and was like, uh, you know, it's, it's because of Russia and all of that, whether or not people believe that, whatever. That's not my point. Mm-hmm. My point is what you should have done is say, hey, remember how everyone or not everyone, because I was back in work two two months after COVID. So, I mean, mine wouldn't count, but a lot of people were. He should have come out and said, I'd like to encourage people to have their uh, people work from home again. Because guess what? They wouldn't be using gas. Yep. But we didn't get that because capitalism, guys. So what what is gas per gallon there in the U.S.? I don't even know because I try so little to stay off the road. It's been a while since I got gas. Bill, what about you? Do you I don't even know. Do you drive? Um, I mean, I pass through a lot of gas stations, and I've seen like four fifty be the average price. Mm-hmm. So it 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 varies. It. It definitely varies. Um, some places are already at five dollars a gallon. It's so, it's getting bad. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna check the Ontario gas prices right now, but uh, it's uh, significantly worse than the United States. But Bill, uh, let's send more money to the Ukraine. I know, right? I'm gonna look right now. Uh, the Ontario average right now is two dollars and uh, six cents for. What is that U.S. dollars? Because I think that's 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 Canadian, uh, which is six dollars and nine cents per gallon U.S. Hmm. Um, so if I if you put what was it four fifty you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's do it this way. Switch the other way. Uh, four fifty is about a dollar fifty here uh, per liter. So, um, yeah, I would say the the U the U S basically two dollars more per gallon. Uh, we're paying more about two dollars more per gallon than the U S right now. Okay. So, 
Uh, is your government doing anything about that? I know it's a non-COVID <laughs> issue, but are they? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nothing. Nothing at all. Uh, they. Are they blaming any? Are they blaming Russia too? Uh, no. Um, Who are they blaming? Uh, right, what's you happening know, right now? Is, you're not going to say uh, it's their fault. You know that's for sure. Well, it, it, I mean, it's partially what's going on with Russia, but really what it is, is this is the fallout from the pandemic and global supply being behind by two years. Yeah. Uh, this, this has very little to do with Russia. And uh, in, in one political party in Canada, uh, or one political leader in Canada, has nicknamed uh, it just inflation, blaming it on Justin Trudeau and him spending money on the uh, CERB, the CERB, which was the um, $2,000 a month for, I don't know what they did, like 10 months in the pandemic here for most Canadians. Um, but economists, of course, are saying the exact opposite. It was the $2,000 a month that the government was giving out to people that kept inflation at bay for so long uh, because people had money to spend, which would, of course, make the economy keep going. And now that the supports have ended, uh, the and then the global supply that has been in a jam for two years mm-hmm. is now coming into full effect, prices on any goods has gone up. It's not just gas. Prices on everything well, has yeah, gone up. Yeah, that's and, the same here, too. And, and so it's not, it's not just Russia. It's not just that. Uh, it's the result of the pandemic ruining the world for two years. Um, and really, uh, what's it's not the fault of a politician spending money to keep inflation at bay, like the one party is saying here. And I'm not a supporter of really much of Justin Trudeau. Um, I did not vote for him. Uh, but he is not at fault here. This is not his fault, and he's actually done a very good job keeping this at bay for as long as he could uh, with um, the COVID supports. And now that those are gone, we're ending up in a situation where people, uh, goods are more scarce, and people cannot spend the money on those goods because they're scarce, which means they cost more, which is only going to make inflation go up because less money money is being spent. Yeah. And that that's why inflation is going up. It is not any one thing's fault, and let alone the government. And the, the guy who's criticizing him, if he gets into power with the opposing party and becomes prime minister in the next election, whenever that is, he will not solve this problem either. Um, and then what will his excuse be? So... We're nearing the end of this now. I do want to stress, I'm, I, I want to stress again, there's nothing that new has happened with pro wrestling with COVID, right? In the last, I don't know, at least six months, that's when we were probably yeah, last together. Right. <laughs> this really just ended up being an excuse for us to rant about how much our government suck. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, well, it's the last shots we're going to get for at least, unless something in wrestling with COVID happens or, and, or it's, not even something again for us to do another episode something major with wrestling has happened again as well as something major not just more cases or more deaths or anything like that like something that that's basically standard fare right now yeah like this that's that's like like another lockdown would that that might warrant another covid episode because that would actually you know that would affect wrestling yeah yes um, so yeah, with that in mind, I guess like what? How do you guys see yourselves living in the next like three months? Like compared to what you're doing right now, what direction do you think things are going to go? Or just generalize what you think you're going to be doing as far as yourself goes? Let's start with Josiah. Sure. Uh, so I don't see things changing much for me. Um, I'll continue to do my best to social distance and limit the amount of people I come into contact to uh, contact with, I should say, uh, outside of really my Sunday morning gatherings in my church and uh, meetings is required uh, because I'm a pastor. So uh, I do need to meet with people and counsel them. Uh, most of that will be done over Zoom or phone call, but uh, in person as necessary. 
Um, I don't. I don't see myself changing much of my practice anymore. Uh, like I'll, I'll be wearing masks indefinitely uh, until the world really has a better handle on this thing. And who knows how long that's going to take. Uh, I mean, the flu pandemic from a hundred years ago lasted like uh, eight or nine years. So. I mean, we still have the flu today. So I think you might have to wear that till you die. If we're honest. Truthfully, maybe, maybe. I'm not saying uh, that's but, what I'm just saying. Like, that's what you're going to go by. I think. You better be prepared for that then, because if you're going to and, use and the I am, I, 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 I am prepared for that. Uh, insofar as, uh, well, we, we know COVID is worse than the flu, no matter what some politicians say. Yeah. Uh, and which is why I will do my best to make sure if I get it, which will probably happen eventually, mm-hmm. um, I will make sure I isolate for the ten days. I'm not going the five. Uh, because that five thing, as you talked about, uh, Jim, uh, that's, that was literally when Delta said, we're tired of our workers being sick. So can you change the rules? You know, there was a a funny joke about like, how they say COVID isn't actually around from on Monday through Friday from 9am to 5pm. That's exactly what that was about. Uh, no, no matter what the, the rules say about five days, that's not true. Uh, you are still you. In fact, yeah. you are still infectious and contagious for at least 10 days, sometimes 14, if you're unvaccinated, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I'll I'll be cautious if I get it. Um, I will probably cautiously uh, go to wrestling shows again locally here. Um, I don't I. I I'm at, at this point, I'm comfortable going as long as uh, the masks are mandatory for now. Uh, we'll see where it is in, uh, in a few months from now versus or even a year from now. It might, things might change completely. But, uh, I mean, that's uh, I, I don't see my my practices around that changing too much. I'll, I'll do everything I can to keep myself safe and uh, keep the people around me safe. But... Uh, as far as going out now and kind of trying to live life as normally as I can, I'm probably going to be doing that. Okay, so for me, uh, I am probably doing not the exact opposite, but some of the opposite things from Josiah. Um, the one thing I will agree with like, is if I do find out that I'm infected, yes, I will try my best to not put anyone in harm knowing that I'm infected Um with you know within reason i guess you would say because obviously there's certain things that you still have to do these days but um definitely not have zero intention of putting a mask back on uh unless it's absolutely mandatory and i've actually gone and and which is funny because i had covid really really bad but the fact that i have to wear would have to wear a mask every day like to me it has to stop at some point and I'm much. I would much feel better doing things the way I am doing it because, I mean, God. Like, again, I think I've said this in a previous episode. I would never have taken my current job if I knew that I had to wear a mask every single day to come to work. It's it's not welcoming to me and was not prepared for it. But I get it. It was a pandemic, so you know you kind of have to deal with it. But my thing is like we have vaccines now. We have ways to fight this. That being said, if you are coughing up a lung, yeah, if I'm doing that, then guess what? I'm staying home. But there's a limit to, for me, at least. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, and I should say, I, I don't expect I'm going to be wearing masks forever. Mm-hmm. I, I will oh, eventually I well, you, But you did say, but like, till you got a better handle, but like the flu. And, and I agree with you that the flu isn't like COVID, but we do still have flu shots in this day, meaning we are dealing with some kind of aspect of the flu. That's why I thought... That when I said that, that you might be wearing it till God knows, till the day you die. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, um, I, I don't intend to do that. Uh, like, I, I do intend to eventually, uh, go, like, not wear masks, but where, uh, public health in Canada is still recommending it, uh, I'm going to follow the public health recommendations, basically. Right. Uh, when they give the okay to lift it, that's probably when I will feel more comfortable doing so. 
Um, but my my, um, my philosophy on it is I'm going to do everything I can to because really, and we've talked about this before, but wearing a mask is about protecting uh, protecting others, not necessarily yourself. Right. Um, because if you're sick and you're wearing a mask, your chances of actually spreading the virus is significantly lower. Um, so I might get to the point where I only wear a mask if I'm sick, kind of like how Japan does it. Yeah. Right. Uh, which uh, I, I expect I'll eventually be there, maybe before the end of the year, maybe next year. I don't know. Uh, I can't really say for but that's probably where I'm going to end up falling. Yeah, and like, and also unlike you, I'm actually looking for things that are, like you said, you're going to things looking to make sure they're kind of the the have the mask mandate. I'm like, I'm doing the exact opposite. I'm looking for things that there is no mask mandate on. Um, like I said, just like the Broadway show, like I'm not going to go to one until there's no mask. And if that's never, then that's never. But I better get my fucking money back then. Um, what else? Uh, I'm just going to continue to go to work and. I definitely expect to get COVID again, for sure. I mean, just in New York City, our, you know, our leadership's not great. It was definitely, I feel better under Cuomo than, um, what's her face now? Hoshel, Hoshel, I don't know even mm-hmm. how to say it, to be honest with you. Um, she just go around, go cheer her Buffalo Bills, but let's not do, you know, like, there are more pressing issues than the Buffalo fucking Bills. <laughs> um... What do you mean? There's things that matter more than football. <laughs> you know, as the Canadian who doesn't watch the NFL, but does watch the NHL. I mean, there's just things that are more important than sports in general. I agree. Um, Correct. So, I guess what I'm hoping for in the next three months, I want to plan a trip. I want it to be a mass-free trip, which I definitely have been looking into. Um, I have a couple of leads, uh, but I'm just making double sure on that. And I think I joked about this before, but I'll be sure to tell you two when I take that trip, because the last two trips I took was the, uh, during the, during the end of each trip, uh, was the real start of the next variant. So <laughs> whenever I plan my trip, the next variant's right behind it. I'm sure based on <laughs> my right, last two trips. It's your fault, Jim. It's my fault. <laughs> I guess I just can't ever plan a trip again. Um, but I mean, but I do hope people, you know, stay healthy or whatnot, but at some, like it's for me, it's like with the mass stuff, I'm like, yeah, let's let me choose. Let me choose if we, if, if it's, if I can wear it or not. There are some places I do think that it should still be mandatory, but not many. Um, like hospitals. Absolutely. Hospitals and nursing homes. Other than yep. that, it should be a choice all over the place. It's, it should be choice and not forced upon you. Maybe I'd feel differently if I had a kid, but I don't. Um, and quite frankly, I'm not going to live my life for someone else's kid. So, uh, Yeah, I guess that's about it for me. Like I said, that's what I plan to try to do in the next three months. And if this is the end of uh, the Wrestling With COVID series, thank you for listening. And we're probably going to end it up here with Bill, and, uh, and then he'll give us an outro, unless me or Josiah want to add something last minute. Um, I think for me, well, you're going to move. That's one. Yeah, I'm going to move. That's a big thing. Um, but for the rest of the time that I'm here in Maryland, I'm going to play it a little bit safe. Um, I'll, I'll wear masks, you know, where I need, when I need to here in Maryland. And then, excuse me, but what, when is that? Like what, what point is it when you, and I'm not trying to criticize, but I'm like, is that in the school is it like some kind of program you do after the school like give me an idea about like when you say when it's needed because that makes it sound like like there are some places that you go where it's mandatory well like with school like you know we need that we still wear our masks and that's still mandatory so it is still mandatory okay that's what i was getting at okay yeah um and then you know like some places I will need them some places. I won't need them. So I'll just go by whatever the rules are. And then, um, once I've moved, I probably won't be wearing a mask as much going out unless, you know, we're told otherwise, or Jim goes on another vacation. Right. And then, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, because you're going to be living in Pennsylvania. And from what it sounds like to me, it looks like you're, it sounds like you're going to be living in the mountains. Yeah, and they are, like, I was looking at the numbers earlier, like the total number of cases in like two years, and they've only had like 8,000 total cases, so... That's what I mean. It's like you're in a place where there's a house and then the next house is another two miles. Yeah. So it sounds like to me. Is um, it really like that? It sounds like paradise right now. Is that really like the kind of set up or is it like, or am I exaggerating? You're kind of exaggerating. (laughs) (laughs) But it would be a wonderful idea. Can Can you imagine Bill on the top of the hill? It's just his house with his family. And so like, and then he just He's has like looking down on Whoville. Yeah, <laughs> he comes out with a big with telescope their, with their who ham. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I'm like, as far as social go, like being social goes, it's probably going to be the same. Where I'm like, sometimes I'll go out, sometimes I won't go out. So that that part probably won't change. Let me ask you this, Bill, because obviously in the United States with me. I gotta be honest with you, the reason I'm not going out more is because of inflation more than COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably, I mean, like, right now, it's more of inflation. But I think once inflation is over, whenever that is, I think we'll see more and more people going out, and I'll probably go out as much as I can or more than I can. Right. So... We, I'll, I'll come hang out with you, and we'll go yell at people from the top of your mountain in your house. <laughs> you can put me on speaker, uh, and I'll also yell. We'll do that. <laughs> All we right, can put the old men yelling from the top of the mountain. Yes. <laughs> All right, Bill. So while you say your last words, let's head out of here. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in and listening to our entire series on wrestling with COVID. And we'll talk to you all again real soon. Adios. Adios. Bye.